And we are live. Welcome back to another episode of the Blue Crocus Experience, guys and girls. Excited to have Paul with me here today. And I'll give you guys a little bit of a background here on Paul. So we connected not that long ago, maybe a couple months ago um, as Facebook friends, but we were in a lot of the same groups. And, and, you know, I certainly was bumping into Paul, helping people, you know, giving giving people suggestions when they were asking questions. Um, so sort of just noticed him, right? You noticed, noticed that Paul was around. We connected on Facebook, started seeing more of your stuff, you know, as the algorithm kind of serves it up to us. Um, and so I started looking at like what, what you had going on and realized you, know, you guys have got like 35,000 followers on your Facebook page, you know, and, and that I started paying attention to what you were saying, right? And started <laughs> noticing what it was that, that, uh, that you were doing. So Paul, we're going to, we're going to get into some good stuff here, but welcome aboard. Excited to have you. And, and, Really pleased that we could make this happen. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the intro, and um, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what we're going to do here is, you know, guys, I'm going to have uh, comments up, and I believe everywhere it's shared here, the comments come through for me. So, um, yeah, I've already got one here, and <laughs> Devin saying Paul has all the beard that I was ever able to grow. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, as you're listening, watching, um, share this out. Um, Paul's got a ton of info for any type of business owner, but especially the junk removal businesses. I think there's a lot of stuff that people can learn from here. I'm excited to learn. Um, so comment, share this out. Um, we'd, we'd love to interact with the comments too. I'll bring them up on the screen, just like we did there with Devin. So Paul, why don't you give us a, a quick intro into you know, who Paul is, what's going on, where you're located in the world, because it's certainly not uh, freezing cold Canada, <laughs> and, and just tell the people you know who you are a little bit. Um, yeah, so I was born and raised in New Zealand, um, and now I live on the other side of the world, in Coventry in the UK. Um, don't know really know where to start. There's there's a there's a lot of story to my life. So uh, I came out here God, when I was 15. Um, my father had a house moving company, um, and the second biggest city in the UK. It was quite a large company, so I got thrown into that at a young age. Um, I've lived many lives. I was uh, a guardsman outside Buckingham Palace, so oh, the wow. red tunic and the big black bearskin. Um, yeah, I just tried my hand at many things and, and just fell into junk removal. And um, it seemed to work for me. It seemed to work really well for me. I love it. I love it. What uh, I, I think that's a good segue into into kind of diving into the the junk removal story but let's first touch on the uh, the guard at the buckingham palace what, how did that happen? <laughs> you know it, um it happened by chance so i i i decided to join the army and i went into a recruiting office and I, I basically wanted to drive trucks um and the recruiter there he could sell ice to eskimos he was that good and he was like you know you don't you don't want to drive trucks you want to be famous you want to you want to wear the red tunic and the bear skin and be in thousands of Japanese photo albums and look after the queen, the queen's own. And by the end of it, I was like, yeah, I, that, that's exactly what I want to do. Um, I've got the world's biggest two left feet. So getting into like something where marching was heavily involved was not a good idea. Um, but I soon learned and got very good at it. Got very good at ironing, polishing my boots um, and standing still for hours on end. But it's exciting. That, well, that's something not, that uh, you know. It's a round-the-clock job, isn't it? So there's you're shifting on and shifting off all the time, right? 
doing two hours on, two hours off um, for a 12-hour shift. Um, it's the, the regiment is actually quite an elite fighting regiment. So the guards are the first people that are sent in to any conflict around the world. Um, they were the first ones into Basra in Iraq. Um, they're, they're, they're up there they're with the Marines and the Paras. So wow. the training isn't just about the discipline of standing still. There's, there's a very elite fighting side to it. Um, so that, that was kind of exciting. There's, there's several different regiments within the Guards Division, and we all sort of rotate off and on London. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I spent a bit of time there, um, got what I wanted from it, and then went off and, and, and lived the rest of my life. That's and cool. I get to say that, you know, I sort of the Guard, which is pretty cool. Not many people get to say that. And you're in thousands of Japanese photo albums. Like how? Exactly. how much do you yeah, yeah. Famous before I uh, before I knew it. So that I mean, we we may as well just end the interview here because that that's the key to your whole organic success here. Like you're just giving away the keys keys to the castle. No, no pun intended. Um, yeah. But uh, that that's really cool. That's that's a very interesting. Um, very interesting stint. What uh, did did you get out of that? You know, just just kind of said, you know, hey, this is this is not for me. I'm I'm done with it. Or just were like, hey, you know, time for another career here. Just time for something else. Um, I got what I needed from it. Life's about experience, isn't it? So I try and have as many experiences as I can. Um, I, I I sort of I joined it for me more than anything else, so that I could gain some skills. Um, and once I'd got there, you know what? The army life's pretty boring. It's 90% boredom and 10% shitting yourself um, and, and, and pure adrenaline. So I, I sort of need constant stimulation and work for the sake of work's sake really isn't my kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I, I, I did it. I did it well. I've learned a lot. And I've brought those skills with me. Uh, and I used them in junk monkeys. And it's, I like to think it's part of the reason we are as popular as what we are. Interesting. Let's touch back on that. Uh, let's touch back on that a little bit um, as we get into into it. But so, so did you go straight from the regiment into, um, you know, starting your own business? No, no, no. I went back to New Zealand. Um, I messed about around uh, down there for a, a couple of years. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I was quite, I'm very much into fast cars and I got swept away in, I shouldn't really say this, but this whole street racing scene back in New Zealand and, and got myself into a little bit of trouble here and there. Um, and then decided that, you know, if I carried on, I probably wasn't going to be around much longer and, and moved, where did I move to then? Hawaii. So I spent six months in Hawaii and on Molokai and then up to Scotland in the Highlands of Scotland where my dad had relocated and started working with him doing house moves yet again. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you, so you get, you, you're getting that experience in, getting those adventures in. Um, I'm going to take a pause here. Christopher says he's, uh, he's jumping in. Appreciate you. And uh, Nick is asking what time it is over there, Paul. Um, it is now coming up to 20 past seven on Friday evening. I love it. I love it. Nick's in Michigan, so he's uh, a little bit removed from uh, from where you are. Okay, so so you you head back to the to the Highlands there, 
I love yep. that we've got the charger delivery here. Yeah, I'm just going to plug it in because we're uh, we're running low on juice. I was expecting my laptop to be a bit more um, worth giving, but it's not playing the game. There we go. Not a problem. This is a this is a surprise trick for the audience. We we both knew what was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so my wife I decided not to work on the laptop, and I'm having to use my. Bone, All good. Um, and it's quite All good. Yeah. Okay, so so you head back to the Highlands, and then and then you eventually find yourself in in junk removal. So where did that um, where you, you know you, you said you kind of found that was that was the thing, but what what year was it that you kind of were like? I imagine you were looking for the next next thing, right? And and junk removal is what you landed on. I I, I found a job in it. Um, I I've, I've done house moves most of my life like it was my first job when i first moved to the uk um got again sort of you know very proficient in it um in the end my father and it was just my father and me driving around in a big wagon with a, a trailer on the back going from one end of the uk to another and we got very well known for moving specialist things like antiques um doing a lot of a lot of the aristocratical moves and I just got, again, I got bored of it. Um, and I moved back down to England, uh, to a, a city called Birmingham, where I first moved to. And basically where I had a, a big friend network. Um, and, I, and I just stumbled across a job doing junk removal. And I thought, you know what? It's going to bring all of the elements of house moves that I enjoy. And I get to break stuff. You know, like, how cool is that? It's just, it seems so perfect for me. Um, so, yeah, I sort of worked for them for a while. And, I just, I, I just had an inner feeling that I could do it better without sounding arrogant. I just felt that this company portrayed an image of of being the best around and and being uh, a caring company and doing the right thing. And behind the scenes, I found it wasn't quite like that. So I just thought, you know what, I I can do this better. And I took the plunge. A big scary step, definitely a big scary step going into the business world um and i've not looked back really that's amazing what what year was that that you that you jumped out oh god god my memory now um the junk monkeys has been going for about five years mm -hmm. um i tried about two years earlier with a different company but didn't quite get my feet off the ground with it so you're looking you're looking about it's been a couple of years about eight years Realistically, eight years ago. Cool, cool. So, you know, I've got a couple more comments, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll hop back in. Jason, awesome to have you here. Great to have you know be part of the community as well. And uh, Devin says, did any of your experiences working in a moving company before junk removal teach you any valuable lessons? And uh, oh, yeah. you know, just just before you hop into that, um, guys, anybody who's listening, drop comments. We'd love to see who's here. Love the interaction, and uh, you've got you've got Paul's ear. So you know, as we as we get into stuff here, ask away. But uh, yeah, go for go for answering Devin's question there. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Everything about moving houses, and you know, the negotiating of door frames and furniture, and and not damaging property, and just how to pick things up, and how to pack, and how to all of it, all of it's transferable. Um, Again, the beautiful thing with junk removal is if it doesn't quite fit, you can break it and make it fit. 
when you can't do that with somebody's furniture. So yeah, everything that I learned with that, I definitely brought over into this with me and then just added to it. Junk Monkeys is a combination of my life. It's everything skills-wise that I've learned rolled up into one package um, that I give to the customer. So the discipline of the army, the experience, life experience of moving people, how to communicate with people. Um, I've done a few jobs in sales before where I've learned how to communicate, how to verbalize things with people and to tell stories. Um, and I've just rolled that all into this one package. But yeah, it definitely, definitely boosts. They're very similar industries. Um, I just like this one better. Yeah, breaking stuff is a lot more fun than than uh, being on pins and needles the whole time. <laughs> awesome. So, so you get into you get into junk monkeys, and then you know what we see now. Did you always have the vision that this is where it was going to be? Did you always know, mm-hmm. like right from the start, that this is where where you were going to be with this? Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, with, without a shadow of a doubt, I knew. I, I remember speaking to a couple of people before I started it off, and I said, "We're going to be famous." You know, and, and people wouldn't believe me. They would, no, of course, you, you're going to be famous. You're just a bloke, you know, doing moving jobs. I said, no, it's going to be famous, and it's going to be famous for the right reasons. Um, I had this vision. I, I, I didn't quite, I didn't quite know what the vision was, if I'm honest. Um, apart from that, I knew it was going to succeed, and that we would be loved by the people in a way. And it's it's gone far past any expectations I've had. Um, and if you'd asked me then how I was going to do it, I wouldn't have had any idea. But I just yeah, I had something in here was saying, "This is do it. It's going to work." That's amazing. That's amazing. So you had the vision, you just didn't know, have the know-how, which is you know that's the ultimate entrepreneurial <laughs> jumping out of the plane and, and building the parachute, right? Exactly. So. So, um, Josh, I see your question. I'll, I'll pull it up here in a second because we're going to dive. Josh has a question about Facebook, um, and, and that's a, a core thing I want to talk about. But before we get into that, you're, you're just starting out. What did you do? Because I talk to a lot of people in my role as, you know, someone who has a junk removal business and also does marketing, you know, websites, SEO, and Google Ads. I talk to a lot of people, and not all of them are ready to get someone on to pay, right? You know, in yeah. a pay call to do marketing. Um, so when you started, what did you do? that worked well. And I guess, you know, let's, let's touch on what didn't work well too, because I, I enjoy those almost as much too. Okay. So I, I, it was, a, it was a bit of a, bit of a stroke of luck really when I started. Um, the first two years we did a lot of subcontract work for a, a national company. Mm-hmm. Um, the money wasn't great. We had to really, really work for it, but it enabled me to slowly build the business up. Um, and then be able to sort of take stuff on and get it to to quite a reasonable little level. Facebook came about um, from me injuring myself, and I, I, I blew my back out, and I couldn't move. I was bed bound for two weeks. I couldn't walk. Um, it was quite serious. If I sort of sneezed the wrong way, I could have ended up paralysed within that fortnight. The oh, next. Wow. Two weeks, I was hobbling about on walking sticks, and the next four weeks, I basically had two months off work. And my worry was, I've got this time where I'm very active, I'm very hands-on, and I had a couple of lads working for me that 
were good, but they, they didn't know how to run things. And I was trying to run it from lying on the sofa. So I needed to keep them busy. And I knew that we were wanting to come out of this contract work and get more into residential side of things. So, do you know what? I thought I'm going to have to do utilise this time to actually make sure that it's, it's not a waste of time, that I actually benefit from it somehow and I keep these guys busy and work and I can keep the company going. And then that's that's basically where I just spent my days Googling marketing strategies, how to market, how to brand. And I'll be honest, it's all the same old jargon. Um, present a problem, like, you know, show a customer a problem, offer them the solution. And if everybody's doing it, then how is it going to work? That's sort of the question that was running in my head. And I basically just ignored it all and did the opposite. And it worked. I don't know if that answers the question or if I've just gone on a bit of a tangent. But uh, no, that's, that's the first of all, you know, I'm glad you pulled through and didn't have that fatal sneeze because that, you know, yeah, it would have been a, a much different, different conversation. Um, and it's a very physical, very, very physical, um, you know, line of work. Um, but uh, so I guess I'll, I'll pull Josh's um, comment up here. But I also do want to talk through like, when you say the opposite, because I've I've followed your your feed and and you know you share it out and there's some there's a couple posts recently that I want to touch on. Um, one you guys kind of blew up. <laughs> um, I did not expect that one to. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that went big, which is cool. But but Josh says basically, you know, do you think a a company can generate quality leads from Facebook? How many customers do you talk to on Facebook every week? Ninety ninety five to ninety eight percent of our work comes through Facebook. Um, that's can you say that again? Because that, that's you said ninety five percent of your work comes through Facebook. That's yeah, ninety five to ninety eight percent comes through Facebook. It's it's. I, I've tried to explain this to people on the group so many times because you always see the questions that Facebook ads work. How does Facebook work? And you always get the same comments that you will just get low ballers. You just it's a waste of time. People need to understand a couple of very basic principles when it comes to Facebook. And, and it's so simple. It's just I don't know why more people aren't doing it. Uh, the, the one key thing I think that prevents people getting quality leads from Facebook is they haven't been consistent for long enough. You have to be consistent for a long period of time. You have to understand that Facebook is not Google. It is not advertising. And even if you run an advert, that is not an advert. It's, it's not, you know, there's a difference between advertising and marketing. Advertising is instant. Somebody wants something, they go on Google, your, your, your website pops up, phone the number, I want a junk removal, how soon can you be here? Marketing, you're building a relationship over time and, and that customer will watch you for a month, three months, six months. I've had people watch me for two years and then they're like, messaging saying i've finally got enough junk to get you guys around i'm so excited um so it's not an immediate return and you you have to spend that time and and you know at the start it's a lot of dead time where you're putting content out there quite often not knowing how people are going to engage with it and react to it and you're getting nothing back but then 
six months down the line, it will start to pick up. And then a year down the line, it's picked up even more. So as long as you can sustain yourself throughout that time period and allow the following to grow and allow the, its relationships, allow you yourself to build those relationships with potential customers, then you will reach a point where it, the snowball effect just kicks in and it, it, it just it takes on a, a power of its own. You know, you've got to get some first adopters in there, number one. You've got to get people who want to be, you know, they want the latest thing. They want to be part of the next big thing and they can see the potential. You've got to know your target audience. You, you have to know who you're talking to. There's no point me putting posts up about my passion for fast cars because that's not my audience. They don't they don't care about that kind of stuff. They care about my family values and who I am as a person. Um, although, I'm saying that, the original way that I, I did the marketing was a bit cheeky and it's not like it is now. Um, my target audience is female. It's middle-aged females. And I had a bit of a rule at the start that the people that worked with me had to go to the gym and they had to build physiques. And I sold basically the Diet Coke experience. You know, they um, it's, it's not some scruffy, bare-bellied guy turning up to move the junk. It's a couple of very in-shape young guys who, you know, are, are fast at... I've sold eye candy. I don't know if that's a phrase that you guys use. Yes, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I pretty much sold eye candy and would show gym pictures of us in the gym and I'd frame it in ways of like, you know, this is, this, we do this so that we're good at our job and we do because it's so physical. Yeah. And and that, that worked. That, that worked too well, too well at times. I've had to turn adverts off um, because of some very thirsty female comments. Um, <laughs> very, very you mean you weren't you weren't doing a magic mate calendar? That wasn't the whole the whole plan of it. You know how many times we've been asked to do a calendar? I've lost count, absolutely lost count. But things change, and when my partner Darian came on board, obviously I couldn't portray things like well, sex sells, doesn't it? it? It's it's it does. Um, so I just sort of like transitioned more into family values, and this is who we are as a family and here's our kids and you know I still do the gym things because Darian now goes to the gym with me and her progress is taking off and and she's my candy for the blokes my candy for the woman it sort of it goes hand in hand and works mm -hmm. um but yeah that's what I did at the start and it, it works very well very very well I was speaking to my audience um I was never I was never rude I was never arrogant I was never creepy with it you know it was it was a little tongue-in-cheek here and there a little cheeky here and there but i let them lead and i sort of followed um sure. i'm not saying everybody can do that or should do that you know you have to very very delicately tick facebook can break a business like that you know it can be the worst thing for it's it's the one place where apart from twitter where people have no filter you know, they will just say what's on their mind. And if they don't agree with you, they will let the world know. And then all you need is a couple more people that see that comment that don't agree with you as well. And you've just got a whole water fight that you, you don't need. Yeah. Um, now, we've been really lucky that we haven't had that. 
We don't get trolled. We don't get we don't get anything negative. Um, I don't think uh, I wouldn't say it's luck, Paul. Um, not not in following, you know, certainly the the evolution that you've reached at this point. You know, because I, I have I have been studying it, and that's why I wanted to to have you on. Um, because I think that everyone should follow. Everyone who is doing a, a junk business right now should be following junk monkeys and watching this because mm-hmm. you're you portray. There's something um, there's something real and raw about your posts, um, and and so to troll it would kind of you know it would be out of place. You you lead while following your audience um, in in a way that's. That's really powerful, and I, and I imagine it probably wasn't always like that. You've honed your storytelling skills over time. Um, what would you say? I, I'd like to ask this question first, and then we'll dive into the real and the raw post um, that you know you just made that that really went crazy. But what would you say to someone who, um, you know, is starting out and they're like, "Well, I have no idea what to post." Um, you know, some people have a hard time just consistently posting pictures of their jobs. Um, so consistency in any form is, you know, hard. And I think, you know, they don't see that immediate, um, feedback. Right. And, and so they're like, well, it's, it's not working. You know, I may as well pay someone, you know, thousands of dollars to, to get me yeah. some mediocre results. Right. So what would you say to someone who's starting out, um, and they see these stories that you post and the thought and the, you know, the ease with which you, you do them, what would you say to them, you know, to just get started with something? I, I still struggle finding content. I won't lie. It's a little easier now. Um, it's hard day in, day out to engage people, you know, um, but you've got to keep it consistent. Now, I quite famously am known to say that nobody goes on Facebook to buy anything. Um, if they do, they're, they're scoping through Marketplace. We can't advertise the Marketplace. We can't put posts up there. People go on Facebook to see what their friends and family are doing. And so you need to become friends and family. You need to just be be real. You know, my, my posts, uh, they are raw. Um, there's, there's, there's not a lot of filter in them. People, people get to know me and my family. And that, that's how you build the following. Tell stories. Number one, I think number one is to learn how to tell a story. I think that's very important. Now, I'm dyslexic. I have ADHD. Um, I've got the whole world against me in the case of storytelling, and yet I can still tell a story. There's a certain structure to stories. You have to have a start, a middle, and an end. You have to take people on a journey. And if you can learn how to take people on a journey with words, they will come back for more and more. And when your post pops up on their feed, they will take that time to click the see more part and, and read. You know, some of my posts are really long and I don't like reading long posts personally. I don't know many people who do, um, but people do read them because they get engaged and they they get caught in the, the suspension of disbelief. They get lost in that moment and I take them into my world. You've got to be honest um just, just tell stories you know some of the posts that i put up i'm like then then they're just things that happen day in day out um things that the kids do you know things that, that darian does and and all 
I, th- I put one up the other day. We, we got our van stuck outside of a customer's house and for mud, we sunk in the van. Now, most people will be like, don't put something like that up. It's negative. You've got to put the negative up. People people want to see the challenge. They, they, they don't, nobody's life's perfect. Everybody has trouble and difficulties with something, somewhere, somewhere. And it's nice for them to see that other people share those struggles. So share your struggles. Tell the story. That, I mean, that post got... I think it's about 300 likes on it or something like that, which is it's, it's quite a good good result. Um, everything's organic, nothing's boosted. You just got to tell stories about what what you're doing, what what you've been up to, and it is it is difficult to. I mean, I put a lot of me into our stories, and you know, it's it's kind of scary if, because you're going to be judged and and. You, you become quite vulnerable by writing some of these stories out. The post that we're going to get to, um, that, that, that's that been with me for a long time and I've not been able to write it for a long time and I think it needed to be said. And it, it messed me up that night. You know, I, I Darren had to have, take over all the messages that were coming in and all the comments and, hmm. you know, I had to keep putting comments up just saying, like, look, I, I wish I can get back to everybody and this isn't a promotion, accused of it being a promotion somehow. Um, and it, it, it drains me. It really did drain me emotionally because it's my story. You know, it's, it's part of my now, you know, my life. It's a life experience of mine that was very hard to deal with at the time. And you've just got to be prepared to become vulnerable and to put yourself out there and be in a position to be judged. So how to do it? Just you got a funny story, a funny thing that happened today? Write about it. Put it on your page. It might not get any any likes. doesn't matter. You know, the likes might come later. Something bad happens tomorrow? Write about it. Um, But present it in a way that people are going to understand, follow, uh, and and feel. You know, if people if people feel something, then they are they're more drawn to it. You know, nothing that I do is I mean, in all honesty, I don't really market or brand. Um, you know, there's not a lot on my page that is about junk removal. I might share reviews every time they come in. Yep. Um I might say we've done this on a job. We've took the kids out to do this quote with us, and look, they're jumping around on some logs. And there's nothing really there promoting branding, marketing, but it all is at the same time. So you've just got to you've got to learn how to tell a story. You've just got to get brave and tell those stories, and don't panic when nothing happens because this is a slow burn, and it will happen. You just got to keep consistent. I love it. I love it. That's uh, there's some there's some nuggets in there, guys and girls. You know, if you're watching now or, or watching later, the consistency is so key. I've seen this personally. You know, um, I do a lot of my connection with people is personally on my timeline. Um, it, it's telling stories. It's it's getting vulnerable, and I really, really focus. Like over the last year, I've had. Um, I've shared this on some podcasts, but I've had, you know, quite a journey of, of my own personal growth and, and mental health journey and sharing that that gets so many more 
um, so much more interaction than just saying, oh, look, we're incredible. We launched this new website or we're crushing it on ads. No one cares about that. They see that yeah, all the yeah. time. They've never seen, I have an X factor. You have an X factor. Everybody has an X factor that no one can duplicate. And that's them. That's the things that make you tick. That's the stuff that makes you, you know, get up in the morning. It's the stuff that you struggle with. And sharing that, you know, pe people buy from people. Right. And, and that's what, you know, you, you've said this. I've seen you say this multiple times in the group, too. So I know I know you subscribe to that theory. People buy from people and, and they want to see you as a person, not as a business owner. They don't care about your decals and your and your logos. That's all part of it. Sure. But that's not what they care about. They care about you because they're at the end of the day, you're going to be standing in their driveway saying, OK, you know, this is what it's going to cost. You know, this is how, how it's all going to go down. This is you know, you're, you're going to have conversations with real people. Mm. 100%. You, you hit the nail on the head completely there. Um, I, I couldn't have put that any better myself, if I'm honest. I'm just, I'm just, I've just been picking up what you're laying down, Paul, and, and, and putting it <laughs> down. So, so do you do you mind uh, going into that post? Um, you know, yeah, that's yeah, cool. You were, you were very clear of that when you posted it, but maybe just, you know, summarize a little bit about what what went down, and then, you know, you, you finally sat down and wrote about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about. I but, appreciate you. Appreciate you being willing to. Yeah, no, no. I just basically um, went to do what I thought was a messy clearance, um, and it turned out that the the guy was in a really bad way mentally, and it had just been lost by the system and lost by the world. And he had he'd spent seven years in a flat after his mother died. He'd lived with his mother all his life. Um, had severe learning disabilities and she'd cared for him she'd passed away, he'd got put into a flat and he, he didn't know how to adult he just he just didn't know how to do it He not his fault, he just wasn't capable of looking after himself and the, I think the big takeaway from that story is that the system failed him and, and humanity failed this guy um, his bathroom broke after a year in the flat and he'd been defecating in bags and peeing in bottles and we didn't know this until we walked in um the only job i've not been able to do we, we just weren't prepared for it we weren't kitted out for it it was it was too much of a risk um and it was hard because i had to walk away from that job and i i knew that in his mind we were his last chance and i knew that if I walked away from that job doing nothing, um, he was about to be evicted, and there was, you know, he would have been on the street, and he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have lasted two months on the street. He was, he was in ill health as it was, um, and I just, I, I felt like I'd been put into a position where, as crazy as it sounds, I was going to be signing his death sentence. Um, the reality is that, that no matter, even if I hadn't been able to clear that that, that apartment, um, he was still getting evicted and he still would have ended up in a bad way. So I contacted a few services. Um, I didn't really know who to speak to or who to reach out to. And quite a few people brushed me off and, and him. Um, and eventually got hold of somebody who, who did do something about putting some sort of care into place for him. Um, 
and then not long ago sort of found out that he had recently passed away um which realistically was inevitable he he, he was just he was too far gone but it was it was just to highlight that you don't know who's living next door to you in this day and age you know we live in a world now where there isn't really such thing as community we're all on our phones we're all in the social space and in the ether and a lot of people don't know their neighbors let alone who lives three doors down from them and this guy had just you know he was in a, a block of apartments um and nobody had nobody had checked on him nobody has realized the, the the severity of what this guy was living with and and it, it just it, it hit me really hard um so i i've i've been i mean i've i've been delving whether i should share that story for since it happened um and i tried to be very diplomatic about it i i you know i i spared a lot of personal details as to who he was and where he was and um anything that could sort of link back to him um and i think i presented it very well and it, it took off it like i mean we, we put a post up in the morning just before literally going to a job saying here's a picture of a job that we did and there's a big story about it um and i'd like to share that story and we went and did a job and got back into the into the truck and i mean it already had like 200 likes within 40 minutes which is that's that's quite phenomenal organically you know um boosting's one thing but to get that organically so i had to do it justice as well i had to i had to really you know i knew there was there was a lot of demand for it mental health is something that's not that's not spoke about enough and it affects far more people than we realize um i've had a tough year this last year uh, I'm, I'm glad to see the back of it because it, it, it's taken its toll on me and we've we've got to the point where we've totally changed the way that the company is now um there's people that have been brought in to, to help out and to drive it into another direction um which we can talk about later if we have time but it needed to be said it needed to be heard and then so many people in the comments were in the similar situation or had children in the situation where they're like when i pass away i don't know what's going to happen to my child and i'm so terrified that they're going to end up like this thank you for helping him i didn't do it for attention um i didn't do it for promotion we don't need to promote as you know um i did it because it needed to be heard and and i think i've got an audience and it would be criminal not to use it for the right reasons as far as social justice goes i never get political on my page um, because it just causes too much division um i want my page and i think i've been successful at it it's not a business page it's a i've mentioned this I think on one of my comments it's a safe space in the internet where people can come and be free of judgment and yeah. um you know we, we deal with a lot of people that are embarrassed about the mess that we've got to clean up for them and and it's about realizing that people are people when shit happens and they can be put into a bad situation that's not their fault and not cope and not deal with it and end up in a mess and if i can come around and 
shift that, you know, I don't just shift the junk, I shift the stress. And if I can do that and then spend an hour there taking away a stress that they didn't know how to cope with, um, that, that that's more rewarding than the financial gain of things. You know, money doesn't actually interest me. I want to be comfortable. I'm okay with that. Um, I, I want to help people pretty much. I love that. I love that. No, and it, and it comes through. And I appreciate you appreciate you going through that because it, it um, I mean, you, you said, you, you, and I, and I know, know following some of your posts that, you know, some of the journey you've been on, um, and I've been on a, a journey as well. And, and you, and you, you have more appreciation for people, um, more empathy for people. Yeah. When, you know, we've, for all appearances, we live a pretty good life, both of us, right? You know, and, and we still struggle with stuff. And there are people who have, much different circumstances and they don't have anybody to turn to. They don't have a community to turn to. Um, and, you know, some of them end up being customers of, uh, you know, of the junk removal world because, you know, material possessions, material things manifest in a way that, you know, kind of is, is an outpouring of the life. So it's, you know, having empathy for that is huge. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciated coming across it. Um, I could empathize with your position too, because it's, it's a, it's a fine line to to walk, right? And but mm-hmm. appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. that out for the world. Um, so yeah, guys, you know, Paul Paul's a real person, and I think if if you haven't taken anything from this, is be real, be you, be kind, be empathetic. You know, I think as any type of business, any type of business person, any type of citizen of any country, you have to be a human. Otherwise, you know, you're just not going to be able to reach the people the same way you can. So, really, really appreciate you're diving into that. Um, we're going to switch gears a, a little bit here and, and come back up for air a little bit. Um, and uh, we'll just go through some of the comments here. Um, so Jonathan um, basically says here, you know, he found your company, followed, has been following you, and you've helped him tremendously um, in, in the way that you've helped him, you know, shape his company. Uh, so that, that's really, really cool. Um, Devin, I think this pop, uh, comment popped up when we were talking about using uh, – the images of the guys at the gym. Um, there's a reason it's called college hunks hauling junk. Um, I think those are the comments there. Um, Christopher says, this is a good one. What do you feel is missing for marketing in the junk world? Um, what we've just spoke about being real, being a human, that, literally that everybody tries, not everybody. A lot of people try to be corporate and and have this business image and it doesn't it doesn't work on facebook that's that's fine for your website if that's the track you wanted to go down but it, it doesn't work on facebook nobody wants to see before and after photos nobody wants to see a big menu of the jobs that you do nobody gives a shit you know they just want to see who you are who's going to be turning up at their property and if they can trust you um that's what's missing just just humanity Really, just drop all the corporate bullshit and the jargon and and all of the the, the sales talk and just just be real. I, I couldn't agree more. And Devin Devin kind of summarized what you said there, and that that follows up well with this. People don't go on Facebook to buy; they go online to check up on their friends and family, become friends. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That that's the takeaway from this whole thing. So good. So good. So um, you you touched on it a bit, and I, I'm actually curious to to learn a little bit more about this. But I know you've made some pivots in the business world, um, and that's you know uh, you, you talked a little bit about how you're you're kind of on the back of a, a tough year. But 
you know, talk about it as much as you want to, uh, as much as you want to share here. But what is what does some of that look like for you? I'm not a businessman. Um, I'll put that out there right now. I'm not a businessman. I'm not businessman. I'm not ruthless enough to be a businessman. Um, I'm a creator, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. I'm a I'm a I'm a storyteller. Um, I, I I don't like the business side of it. You know, if, if somebody could run my company for me and just let me go out and create, that's the ideal world for me. So I've put that into place. I've brought in a business partner, um, my my very best friend, somebody who, you know, the the, the relationship that, that we have, the friendship is, is ridiculously strong um, and has been since we were teenagers. And it's, it's stayed, you know, this is a guy that, I can go five years without seeing, turn up on his doorstep and it's like it was yesterday that we saw each other last, you know. And, I mean, he he grew up with a stutter and when we were younger, a lot of people with stutters don't like you finishing their sentences, but I knew what he wanted to say, so I'd talk for him and finish off things for him and he always appreciated that. And we just, we've always had where he's been strong and had strengths, they've, that be my weaknesses, where my weak, and vice versa. And it's been a tough year last year. Um, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I, I decided at the start of the year, with all the lockdowns the UK was having and the uncertainty with COVID, to just um, drop it down to, to one van, to work from home, to get rid of all of my overhead so that if we couldn't work for a long period of time, we weren't just going to get bumped out of the system. Um my partner Darian came on board with me, and and I got to say that girl, she can outwork any man that I've had work for me. That she's phenomenal. She is literally, if I was a female, that's her. She's the female version of me, and everything that I excel at, she excels at. The customer satisfaction that comes, that, that she's amazing with customers. She can graft. So I was like, we can we can do this. You know, the, the kids are old enough to go into nursery now or we'll work from home. We'll have one van and we're just going to go out and dominate. And with you by my side, you know, it's Bonnie and Clyde. We're just going to go and take the world on. And we did. But we had vehicle breakdowns. We spent half the year in rentals. Um, over here, vehicle prices for, for used trucks, like, it's, it's doubled. It's just gone stupid with everybody getting furlough pay and sat at home. They've all gone out and bought vans. There's a shortage of computer chips for ECUs and new vehicles weren't getting made and delivered. It was just a quagmire. So we were replacing vans and paying, you know, well over the odds for absolute things that we should, should have been half the price at, at the very minimum. And then they would break and it was just, we just couldn't, we lost, we lost some momentum. We couldn't keep up with that, couldn't catch up. And then, I was having a conversation with my, my best friend, Daz, and all our lives were sort of said we need to go into business together, and we just never knew how or what or why. And and it, and it popped back up again, just driving down the road on, on Bluetooth, and we're talking, and he says, you know, we, sh- we should go into business. I says, listen, I've got this business. Why don't you come into it with me? You know, and he's in a very well-paid career. He's, he's settled in life, and I was like, we've got the following. You come in with me. He's amazing financially um his partners 
a bookkeeper for a multi-million dollar um, transport company over here. She does all the accounts and everything. So all the things that I'm terrible with, um, he excels at. And all the things that I'm great at, the marketing, the talking, the just even talking to customers on the phone, he, you know, he's with me today and turned around. He says, see, I can't do that. I can't just flow like you do and, and know what to say and when to say and how to say. And, you know, I don't have that tone of voice. You know, he, he's like, he's, he, even, he knows that he'll sound quite gruff and rough and ready. And so it just made sense. And so we've, we've amalgamated together and, and we're merging slowly and bringing him in slowly. And he's done more in the background. I tell you, I had staff and I had staff who I gave opportunities to where if you work hard to help me build this business, you will have something come from it. You know, you will be rewarded. Every step of this ladder I take, I want you to take the next step up behind me. And, and they couldn't do it. And that's not their fault. They just, they, there was no common sense and a lot of mistakes were made and problems. And I just found, you know, with ADHD, it doesn't help because my mind's got a million things going at once at all times. The, my internal dialogue does not stop. It's constant. From the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, it's spinning. There's cogs turning. And I was spinning all of these plates, trying to keep up and trying to run a business. And I have no idea how to run a business. And, it took off and I and I got too big too quick and I couldn't keep up. And these guys that were meant to be having my back were letting me down and causing more problems and putting more plates for me to spin. And, and that's why I had enough. And, you know, I nearly closed it last year. I just completely had enough of the pressure and the stress and the constant trying to do everything for everyone and be everything for everyone. And I, I'm not an accountant, you know, I'm a writer. And so it just it got to this point where enough was enough. And I said, look, come on board. Come and help me with this. You're going to be great at this. You're going to bring this to the table and this to the table. I bring this to the table and this to the table. And together, we're just going to, we're going to dominate. You know, we've got this following that is out of this world. And that was, that was the thing that actually kept me in business and kept me going was the people. Yeah. yeah. The relationship that you nurtured. Yeah, yeah. So we um we're doing it slowly, and and like I say, he's done more for me in the background than than anybody anybody has done, bar Darian, who's obviously um right by my side. But the big things are coming now. Very very big things are coming, and and this is going to um this is yeah this is the this is literally the start. We're just starting now. I love, it. I love it. Well, you, you've built a solid foundation. Would you say he's more of the implementer and you're more of the visionary? Of course, 100%. 100%. And he will run it. I've, you know, I've handed it over to him. I've literally, and I did a post about it. I was like, it's time to yeah. say goodbye. Um, meet the new owners of Junk Monkeys. Like, you know, we're still going to be here, but we're taking a bit more of a back seat where it comes to that side of things. And, and this, the, the relief of the stress that I have now is phenomenal my shoulders are lighter and i can now focus on creating content i can focus on writing building relationships building the trust up with people um and I, you know when you think about it i've built junk monkey's reputation with only probably a, a third of the attention that i should be able to give it 
because I've been having to fight all of these fires along the way. Now it's going to get my full attention. And um, I got Christmas out the way. I got January out the way. And, and I thought, right, you know, sort of towards the end of January, I thought, now I'm going to, I'm going to go for it now. I'm going to ramp things back up and I'm just going to somehow, some way, put content on every day. I'm going to get engaging with people I'm, and, and I'm just going to, I'm going to double down on, on all of those skills that I've learned. And do you know what? There's, as far as I'm aware, there's one company ahead of us and, and, and followers, and that's 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And, and I'm chasing. And my goal is to overtake them and, and give me 12 months and I've got that. I've got that. We're the second highest in the world. Um, highest in the entire waste industry in the UK. Nothing can come close. And, and that's my goal is to become the highest followed junk removal company in the world. Um, and now that I can put that attention into it, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Sorry, sorry, one I have got junk. You guys are, uh, you've got the money, you've got the marketing power, and this little man over here, he's, he's going to have you. I love it. I love it. We're going to have to have you on next year when, uh, when you've reached the goal. That'll be huge. 100%. That'll be huge. Well, Paul, this has been, this has been, so cool for me um you know it it uh it really solidifies some things you know you, you have stuff floating around in, in your head i have ideas like crazy <laughs> my business partner ryan will tell you he's always trying to trying to rein me in here um but uh you know it just solidifies those things that you know the consistency the relating to people um being real being raw being vulnerable being you you know mm. exercising that x factor that's huge so really appreciate you laying that out here for people and i hope that I hope that people aren't just listening to the cool stories. I hope that you implement one thing, you know, and, and go ahead and, and do that. Um, I'm going to touch on Jonathan's comment here and then I'm going to wrap up. Um, I'll just give you a, a second here to, to think about it, but maybe, maybe crystallize and conclude the conversation here with, you know, one or two things that a new business owner can focus on um, or, or some tidbits. It doesn't have to be related to the conversation here, but I always like to, to pull out a little tidbit. So I'll, I'll read Jonathan's comment and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll close with that. Um, Jonathan says, I, I feel as though you'll only grow or be as successful as the people around you will allow you to be. We are who we are influenced by. And, and he says, Paul, glad you, your other half is on the same page with you. I think he's talking about Darian. We were, we were talking about uh, that at that point. So guys, I, I really appreciate everyone who tuned in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast or YouTube after, appreciate you uh, jumping in. But Paul, this has been this has been fun. I'm excited. I'm really really glad to get to know the the man behind the uh, you know behind the Facebook page a little bit more and the, the man, the man behind, behind the monkey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the man <laughs> the man pulling the pulling the strings for the monkey. But um, yeah, this is this has been swell. And and if you could just kind of you know close off with you know one or two things that you would leave for people who are new in business who've been in business for a while, you know, just just something to to drop some nuggets here. It's, it's just time to change the way that we do business. Um, social media is uh, it's, it's the new line of communication. It's the new word of mouth. Understand that. Um, become vulnerable, man. Like, put yourself out there. It's scary. It's, it's allow yourself to be judged and, and make mistakes and then learn from them and then try. Just try. Just keep trying new things, like new techniques. Just, just keep plugging away and if you're a new business don't worry about making mistakes man the, the best lessons i've ever learned is from messing something up massively 
and and going, I don't want to do that again. Uh, so what do I need to learn from that? Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I'd say. Like, just learn from your mistakes, try and understand that there's a, that there's a new way of doing things in this world and you, you just have to, you have to be you. You have to sell you. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, there's a there's a new new way of communicating um, because people are getting more more able to tell what you know what's real from what's not. So, of Paul, this has been huge. I, I'd love to talk to you for hours here. Um, and I know we both have things going. It's getting on eight o'clock there for you. Um, so, guys, if you haven't yet, follow Junk Monkeys. Follow him. Support him. Um, you know, help him in his run for uh, for one eight hundred got junk. And, uh, and, and follow, follow, and learn too. There's, uh, you know, if yeah, you're, a business, yeah. you're a business owner, you're you're the salesperson. Often starting out, you're the salesperson, the marketer, you're everything. And there's a ton of stuff to be learned there. So, Paul, if you hang around here for a second, we'll close off the uh, the live broadcast. But once again, guys, appreciate everyone who showed up, and uh, follow along for some more stories later. All right, cheers.